Glory to God. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou shalt knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor came, excuse me, is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Mercy. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thine house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house except or save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, glory to God, even, even, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. For a few moments, I like to speak from this text, which I did not give you. Forgive me. Second Kings chapter number four. In your hearing, I just read verses one through four. And I like to speak from the subject of set aside for God's purposes. Glory to God. With that said, let's pray. Father, thank you for the infallible word of God. Thank you for the scripture, the holy scripture that is unchangeable and it's not, glory to God, interchangeable. It will never change. The truth of God endures under all, glory to God, generations. We thank you that even though we live in a changing world, glory to God, economy changing, glory to God, glory to God, political parties changing, glory to God, presidencies changing. Yes, yes, yes. Even family members, glory to God, mercy changing. We can't depend upon no one. Sometimes we don't even know if we're going or coming or uh, glory to God uh, or came or went or gone again. But we do know one thing, that you are the same God yesterday. Jesus Christ, glory to God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You will never change. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You will never leave us. You love us and nothing, glory to God, shall separate us from the love of God, which is found in Christ Jesus. We thank you that we can allow you to be our uh, glory to God, uh, where we rest our head. We thank you that you can, with your presence, cover us like a comforter. Glory to God. And by glory to God, giving us the comforter, who's the Holy Spirit, we thank you that he gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Speak to your people concerning this message. Please speak to me. I humble myself in your sight. I decrease so that you may increase in me and that your people will see you and not me. Hide me so they can see you. I said, hide me, glory to God, so they can see you. The high exalted one, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We see here that the text of this subject finds its place with a woman that's in a with that's in a, a state of desperation. And of course, her desperation was, of course, the Bible says that her husband in verse one had died. 
So this makes this woman a widow. And now, glory to God, it says, thy servant, my husband, is dead. She's speaking to the prophet Elisha. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come unto him, my two sons, to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. So in other words, not only did she experience the loss of her husband because of debts unpaid, the creditors had come to take her two sons and glory to God to be able to appease the debt that was left. And I don't know about you, many of you, glory to God, under the sound of my voice, glory to God, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit. It's had many things that's been taken from you, I'm sure. Uh, it's obvious that a husband, glory to God, was taken suddenly. Glory to God, you've had things taken suddenly. Glory to God, people leave your life suddenly, without any kind of warning, without any kind of reservation. Glory to God, glory to God. And see, God says, I got a word for you, even though you've lost some things, even though things have walked away, people have walked away. Some of you been ostracized, criticized. Glory to God. Some of you been the black sheep all your life with your family. God wanted me to tell you that your days of being, glory to God, taken advantage of and things being negated out of your life. Some of you are negative because that's all that's, look here. Glory to God. Do you know what a negative is? <clears throat> glory to God. It's, it's, it speaks of subtraction. Glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's whatever you're doing a subtraction problem. All you have to do is what? You put a minus. If it's 10, subtract seven, then you got three. So that means you no longer have the 10. And so therefore you're dealing with less than you're dealing with more. And people that have th have subtractions in their life, many times we prejudge them because of their pain, because that's all they knew. Glory to God in their life was subtraction, subtraction from a good childhood, subtraction, glory to God, from having a friend, glory to God, subtraction from glory to God relationships, people that you poured your heart out to and they stopped on your heart, glory to God. They didn't really, Glory to God, they played the part to get what they wanted out of you, and yet you got nothing in return. And all, glory to God, you wanted in return is not just to do a tit for tat or exchange, but you just wanted love. Glory to God, but God is saying that when you bring me into the equation, the woman began to seek God through the prophet, and the prophet says, tell me what's going on. Nothing like some of you, glory to God, as you get on this podcast, you're on this podcast right now, glory to God, not because you want to hear an extra preacher, you can turn on TBN and hear a preacher. God bless TBN and every preacher that preaches on that. I'm not talking against that. But what I'm saying is you need something, something, something that is real. You don't need sermons. You need a message. You need the Holy Spirit speaking, glory to God, and dividing your soul and your spirit and the joints and marrow and speaking to the very innermost, your innermost being and letting you know. And God is speaking right now to say, I'm going to set you aside. Glory to God. So guess what? Here goes the first point. The woman, glory to God, had things that were taken in her life. Her husband was taken. Now it's threatening. They're threatening her sons to be taken. Because you see how it's a trickle effect? It's a trickle effect. You lose your husband. And that's and, and number one, she ain't even had a chance to grieve. And here they go knocking on the door. We need the two sons. So, so, so one thing after another, things are taken away. Things are threatened. Some of you are in that situation right now. You're going through the ins and outs and ups and downs of life. You've had things taken. Sometimes it's your dignity taken. Sometimes it's your name that's taken. People run your name down in the dirt like you a dog. And God is saying, I'm going to restore you. 
I'm going to give you a new name like I did Jacob. Jacob is trickster. Jacob means supplanter. Jacob, Jacob means he'll catch you. But the Bible says that, glory to God, after he wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night, listen closely, glory to God, the Bible says that God came to him and, of course, uh, that God asked him after he touched the hollow of his thigh and he began to limp the rest of his life after God and he encountered God. He sent his family over the Jordan. Glory to God. Over the, no, over, glory to God. He sent them away rather. Glory to God. And then guess what happened? He asked him after he wrestled with him all night. He said, uh, what is thy name? And he said, he said, Jacob. He was asking him because he wanted him to know this is the last time you're going to be able to say that. And see, God wanted me to tell you prophetically, the last thing that people called you, baby, you're not going to hear that no more. And see, well, the difference is that you say, well, what's going to change their mind? It don't matter about their mind being changed. God's trying to change your mind. You see, when you know who you are and whose you are, you don't worry about who called you what. Just long as, look here, it's not about what people call you, glory to God. It's about what you answer to. If you're a child of God, that's who you are. You're a woman of God. You're a man of God. You're a queen in God's eyes. You're a king in God's kingdom. But guess what? You understand that glory to God. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the earth. You're blessed coming in, blessed coming out. Glory to God, blessed in the city, blessed in the country. If God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. You're fearfully, you're wonderfully made. He set you in heavenly places above all things. He's put devils under your feet. Holy Spirit in your heart. A joy, glory to God, in your heart. And they're coming out of your very spirit. He said out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So I don't know about you, but that's make me feel real good right now. It's all about what God calls me. So we see, glory to God, the Bible says in verse 2, 2 Kings 4 and 2, and Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for thee? In other words, what do you, what, what, what do you need? Tell me what you need. And God is saying through this message, I, if you keep listening, I already know what you need, but I need you just to say it to me. It's called relationship. God is omniscient. He knows all things. So, so, so why does God need you to say it? It's something about declaring. It's something about speaking and letting God know. It speaks of intimacy. Lord, even if you let him know, I'm tired. Lord, I'm mad. Lord, I'm hurt. Lord, glory to God, right now, do it. Lord, I'm confused. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm sick of them. Lord, see, it's nothing wrong with telling the Lord where you are. That's hypocrisy to say, oh, I'm okay. Baby, you ain't okay. You ain't, the only person okay is Jesus. But even in his ministry, he wasn't okay depending on what was happening to him. He was okay in the sense that he wasn't no sinner and he would never get out of character. But when people rub you the wrong way, baby, don't sit here and lie and talk about you okay. Praise the Lord. I love it with the love of the Lord. Come on now. You done lied now. You done allowed hypocrisy to creep in. Baby, you could be honest with God because a lot of people, they think and Satan gets in your head more than your hairdresser or your barber telling you, well, if you talk to God like that, then that mean you complain. And no, you're just stating the fact. Glory to God, but the facts is not the truth. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall do what? Make you free. You see, part of your spiritual therapy, and a great part of it, is saying and telling the Lord, this is where I am. I'm tired of them. Lord, they hurt me. Lord, I'm tired of them. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need your strength. That's when God moves expeditiously on your behalf. When you read the Psalms, especially dealing with David, sometimes he asks asks for the hands of his enemy. He did. Sometimes he did that. 
But guess what? It seemed like that David was mumbling and grumbling at the beginning of certain Psalms. But later on, God had a chance to have an exchange with him. And even in his discontentment with his enemies and the way he was feeling, glory to God, guess what happened? At the end of that Psalm, at the end of the Psalms that he did that, stating his problems, dealing with his troubles, dealing with heaviness, dealing with the weights of life, dealing with haters, dealing with mockers, dealing with people that don't want to know God, dealing with jealous folk like Saul. You know what? At the end of the Psalm, he was praising God. You know why? Because see, glory to God, we don't always walk around praising God. No, we don't. Come on now. Let's be real. Go work in Hollywood. Okay, at least they'll pay you for acting. I'm not going to pay you anything because God says I see right through you. See, we got to be honest and transparent people of God when things are not right. Lord, I don't like that. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm sick of his attitude. Lord, why don't they understand? You could just talk. Don't you know you could tell the Lord anything? But see, within that, be willing for him to tell you and give you his word. Well, we see here. He says, what, 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 what do you want me to do? Elijah says that. And, 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 and he says, tell me what thou hast in thine house. Isn't that amazing? Out of all the questions that he could ask her, he said, now tell me what's in your house. Can you imagine the mind of this woman right now? Thinking, okay, my husband's dead. They're asking for my two boys. So therefore, you're trying to take more family members away. These are my two children. And now you're asking me what is in my house. But it can't be too much. If it is, it really is not important. God is simply saying right now that as you go through what you go through, people of God, and as we experience things in our life, ins and outs and ups and downs, we need to understand that and be ready when God asks a question through his prophet or through his mouthpiece. Don't count it. Don't treat it lightly. See, the, God uses the insignificant things, and God just wanted me to tell you, there's, th- there's things that you think you need to seek outside of your sphere of influence. You think you need a new job. You think you need to go, in other words, anything outside of your life, oh, I, need, I know I need to go back to school. Nothing wrong with going back to school, but don't let that drive you because you're not seeing the monies now. God can bless you. Glory to God right there, right there, right where you are. That's your place called there. God made a table waiter out of a bird that fed, glory to God, the prophet daily. Fed him daily. So that means that God had to speak to that bird and then tell that bird what to, what to tell him what was on the menu and then tell him and trust him, take it to my prophet. He did it. So if God can speak to a bird, God can speak, glory to God, to your situation. If God could speak to a bird, then God could speak to a crazy husband. If God could speak to a bird, he could speak to, glory to God, your problems on your job. Talk to me, somebody, glory to God. If God can speak to a bird that can't even talk back, and then the bird turn around and obey him. It's one thing to speak to the bird, but then the raven, but it's another thing for him to carry out what God told him. So anything you name, people of God. God can speak to it, and it's got to move. It's got to act right. Now, she says, all I have in my house, (coughs) excuse me, is a pot of oil. Okay, at least she entertained the prophet. The average person would have said, come on, this ain't going nowhere. 
Why would you think God's not doing nothing in your life? Listen to me closely. Be, don't, don't take for granted the questions that he asks. Because he's got, he, he is strategically working. <clears throat> God is a God of strategy. He don't go straight to the problem, but he goes about it a way that looks like he's going all the way around the world. But he's going to stop, right? And he's going to give, he's going to get to the problem. He's going to get to the heart of the matter. We got to trust him, especially with the insignificant things in our life. He said, then he said, go and borrow the vessels. This is second Kings four and three. Now, uh, go borrow vessels. What? Go borrow vessels. <clears throat> so let's get this right. God's ways are higher than our ways, and so God's thoughts, glory to God, are higher than our thoughts. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you got a he, she has a dead husband. They're threatening to take her two boys. All she got in the house is a pot of oil, and she's left alone because the scripture doesn't reveal any more children or any loved ones that's there to be with her in bereavement. Okay? It's obvious that she's broke. Okay? So why would he tell her now, the prophet tell her now, go out and borrow vessels? He didn't say buy, he said borrow. So that means she had to bring them back. Can you imagine what's going through her mind? He said, go out and borrow the vessels of all thy neighbors. Everybody you know. Everybody in the neighborhood, go knock doors and say, I need as many vessels as you can give me. Bring them back to the house. Then he says, empty the vessels. Say, even empty vessels. Say, go get empty vessels. They don't need to have anything in them. Listen closely. You can't miss this. He said, and borrow not a few. You need to get as many as you, you can. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons. In other words, you, you, need, to cl you need to shut your door. This is not for anybody else. Don't bring any visitors. You need to come back in after you get those vessels, borrow vessels, make sure they're empty, and bring them here. Shut the door upon you and your sons, and thou shalt pour out into all the vessels. And thou shalt set aside that which is full. Notice something. This message is entitled, of course, it's speaking about God filling his people with his presence. The oil was only in one pot. And so therefore, she was seeing the pot as only. This is all I have. After this is poured, that's the end of it. That's the end of it. The Bible says, so she went from him, verse 5, shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels unto her. And she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more. We're out of vessels and the oil stayed. I want to focus on 2 Kings 4 and 4 at the latter part of the verse is when he said, you shall pour into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full God is saying everything that is 
some of you that have been empty. You're running on empty. You've been dealing with stuff in your life. In other words, empty means you've had things taken from you. Glory to God, you've had lost. It speaks of loss, lost relationship. Glory to God, the thief coming not but for to steal. Glory to God, to kill and to destroy. But I've come that you might have life and you may have it more abundantly. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. Everywhere in scripture where you see oil, it is a typology and it's a type of the Holy Spirit. So even though her situation looked bad, even though her husband, glory to God, was dead, even though they were threatening the creditors was, glory to God, in taking her children, her sons, glory to God, that which was empty in the house, that which looked like it had nothing. And look here, look here, what the vessels were out there in the neighbors, with the neighbors. God says we represent those vessels being in different places, not being all together. This is the picture of the church. Everyone that comes to Christ, you empty. You can't come to Christ fully yourself because if you fully yourself, glory to God, then there's no room for God to fill you. Glory to God. God said you come empty. Glory to God. And that's okay. Even on the journey, glory to God, of the Christian life, you have a tendency to get empty. Kids drain you. You get empty. Husband drain you. You get empty. Job drain you. You get empty. Church members drain you. You get empty. Family members, I'm preaching better than you're listening. Get empty. And God is saying when you are empty, when you can't go another Father, you are right in a in, in a place of, 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 of glory to God where you have been primed for a miracle. So therefore, guess what? If you are empty, then now you are prepared. Do you get it? Glory to God, get it, get it, get it. You are prepared, glory to God, for God to fill every area of your life with his precious Holy Spirit. Notice something. The vessels, it wasn't about the vessels. It was so life is not about us, but it's something about when God fills our life with his presence. It changes everything. The Bible says in Psalm 16, 11, before I get out of here, in thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. When we are filled with God, people of God. We become worth something. Those vessels alone in other people's houses, the neighbor's houses, had no worth until they were filled. And guess what he said? He says, and when thou art come in, 2 Kings 4 and 4, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside the vessels which are full. That's sanctification. When you, number one, we got to understand something about being a vessel set aside. That these vessels are distinguished. They're not like other vessels. They are filled with oil. The world is filled with itself. The world is filled with sin. Some people are filled with pride. Some people are filled with unforgiveness. Some people are filled with hatred. Some people, glory to God, glory to God, are filled with religion. You know what God is saying? It's your choice to let yourself be emptied of who you are. Some people are filled with their own identity. I'm going to be who I am. I'm not going to be who God called me to be. And guess what? That's what you walk around. You feel with yourself. If you are filled with yourself, <clears throat> excuse me, glory to God, you have no room for God to fill you because God can't have it. God is not going to cohabitate you with you. 
So spirit-filled people are distinguished. Spirit-filled people are set apart. He say, when these are filled, only when they filled, <coughs> set them apart. You can tell people that are truly saved and born again. They set apart. What does set apart mean? You don't act like the world. You don't talk like the world. You don't go where the world goes. You don't laugh at the same thing. You laugh. You have joy. Okay? But you're not like the world. Spirit-filled people are distinguished. Spirit-filled people are set apart. Notice something. Spirit-filled people are not perfect. If they were perfect, then why would they need to be filled? Do you know why people that are truly born again look good? I need you to listen closely. It's because they are filled with God. The things that God is doing in my life, the things that God is doing in your life, the things that God is doing in his kingdom, the things and the doors that he is bringing open and he's allowing to be flung open for his people, the opportunities, spiritually speaking, that God is doing. He's doing things. Look here, things are being passed in your life. You getting the people that people of God that don't even have good credit. Look here, God is God is allowing things to be accepted this year, things to be given this year as a go. Why? It's because you're filled. You got people that you'll never meet that you'll meet and and you you've never known before. When you meet them and say, "I don't know what it is. I just like you." I like you. I love your attitude. They don't even understand. They think it's your hair. They think it's your accent. Glory to God, they think it's maybe the nice car, the the good aura, or maybe that you have about you, but it's really because you're filled with oil and you're set apart for its purposes. Blessings going to follow you. I decree and declare it over your life. Everyone listening to this podcast, just stay filled with God. Stay filled with his presence. Stay reading his word. Stay in his presence. Download the Bible. Read the Bible. Pick up a physical Bible. Read the Bible. Read a proverb a day. Read some at lunch. Read some at breakfast. Start your morning with God. Before you get into bed at night and before you get up really good and well, get on your knees and just thank the Lord. You ain't got to spend no 30 minutes in prayer necessarily. God's going to still talk to you if you do. Some people don't have that kind of time, but at least give God the first fruits of your time, of your of, of, of your monies and everything that you have. When you give him your time, you know, you're telling him, Lord, I trust you. Spirit filled people pray. That's right. Spirit filled people put God first. Seek ye first. Glory to God, the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Spirit filled people are not perfect because they need to be filled. They're empty. Okay, you're going to be called that holier than thou. Uh, uh, You think she, uh, uh, baby, she thinks she all that I am because I'm filled. It's not me that's all that. I look good because God is in control of my life. Without him, I can do nothing. So therefore, what the part that you're criticizing about me is what is really you're viewing God at work on the inside of me. And you're under conviction because you're not living this life. Okay. Okay. Spirit filled people are humble. They are willing to be empty. Okay. So with that said, thou shalt set aside the vessels that are full. Question to you. Are you set aside for God's purpose? Number one, have you been saved and have you given your heart to Jesus Christ? If you haven't, I want to give you an opportunity to come to know Jesus as your savior. If you're not saved or if you died right now and you're not sure if you go to heaven, 
How about praying this prayer? You're saying it to the Father. You're not saying it to me. You're saying it to God, but you're not saying it to me. Just say, dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm a sinner and I am in need of salvation. I don't want to die and go to hell. And more so, I want a relationship with you. I've been so filled with myself in this life that I'm tired of myself and I'm ready to be filled with you. I'm ready to be set apart for your purpose and for your work. Lord, I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I don't know, and I cannot name all of them. They're too many. They're innumerable for me to count. But yet, I embrace Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God. I believe he died for my sins. I believe that he rose again on the third day. And I believe that he says, if I place my faith and trust in him, then I will be saved. I choose to do that right now. I place my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus and I give him my heart. I give him my life in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. Now, this prayer here is maybe for Christians is not maybe, but it's for Christians and someone that and people that have been born again, rather, that have not been filled with God. You've been in the flesh. You get upset quick. You, look, here, we go through seasons like that, baby. We go through things, go through times and we have days. Yes, we do. When we don't walk in the spirit like we should, it's a part of the Christian life. For a child to learn to walk, he must or she must understand what it is to fall. No child begins to walk on the first attempt. And I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord. All you got to do is keep living to understand that that's why you have to walk with the Lord. Listen, because... You can't walk by yourself. You need his assistance. You need the comforter. You need God convicting you and speaking to you. This prayer is for someone that has not been walking with the Lord closely or you've been walking with him. But what I'm saying is you've been tripping up. You've been putting your foot in your mouth. You've been more so emotional than you have been in the spirit. God is a forgiving God. Just by you listening to this and not being not be, being uh, walking in a rebel mentality, rebutting what I'm saying and what the Holy Spirit is using me to speak, then God's going to honor you and he's going to reward you with blessings, with favor. Again, you have to be full. You have to be full. And so therefore, you got to be emptied of who you are. And to be filled with who God made you to be. And you're only going to know that by allowing him to fill you with his Holy Ghost. Father, if that's you, just say, dear Lord, I know that I'm saved, but I know I have not been walking in the spirit. I've been filled with me. And I ask you to forgive me for living in the flesh and cleanse me from that and fill me with you. I want your presence to take over my life. I yield to the Holy Spirit. Father, help me to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to continue to give myself to you in your ministry. Father, I love you. Father, I need you. Father, I praise you for loving me. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Look here, people of God, I love you. God wants to fill you. God wants to set you aside. Never forget, no matter how high God takes you, that without him filling you, 
then you're just an empty vessel or you're a vessel that's filled with yourself. I know what that means. Every day we need God to fill us. And when he truly fills us, he sets us apart for his work, his ministry, because he says, when I send you and you go to people, they're really going to be in my presence because you're going to be filled with me and they're going to see me instead of you. And they're going to be saved and they're going to give their heart to me because you are filled not with you, but with me. And they'll know when you open your mouth that it will be me and not you because you're filled with me and not you. Father, we love you. And I pray for everyone on this particular podcast that you would continue to allow them to go, grow and flow in the Holy Ghost. Give them a deeper understanding of who you are and who and what your word says and continue to teach them and encourage them to keep looking up because God is looking down and know that there's nothing that would take place in this life that God has not already made provision for them to soar high on wings like an eagle, to run and not be weary, to walk and not faint. May God bless you. May God keep you. This is our prayer. Thank you for tuning in to I Need to Know broadcast. Also, too, as well, please check out a Wave Escape Ministries on KOKA 93.3 FM, 980 AM, every Monday through Friday at the hour of 2.30 and every Saturday at uh, 12 o'clock. Also, check, um, glory to God, excuse me, a Wave Escape Ministries out on digital radio, gsslradio.com. That's right. God still saves lives. That's the acrostic. And of course, every Monday night at 630 on that station. And of course, every Wednesday night at seven o'clock is our becoming one. Our marriage ministry. GSSLradio.com. Also do as well. Check us out on the local station, the great station of KSLA. That's right. Channel 12. And of course, the marriage ministry comes on every Sunday morning at 5 a.m. Please like us on Facebook. Look under look up a way of escape ministries and of course like us and of course friend us and of course check out the page. Look at the page and see the different things that God is doing in the community through this particular ministry. We only can do what God tells us to do and we only can do it because we are filled with God. We are filled. We are filled vessels. And so I pray that you If God lays on your heart to sow a charitable gift and the Holy Spirit has spoken to you, please make sure you take your tithes to the storehouse where you get fed. That's the only way that God's going to bless it. And if God lays on your heart a charitable gift, an offering, not a tithe, unless you tithe into this ministry and God told you that you are part of this ministry and you and I am your pastor. We have people that I don't even see that tithe to this ministry. But if you're a member of a local New Testament church, you need to take your tithe there. If God lays on your heart, whatever that it may be, I don't care if it's $5, dollars $20, $30, $100, or $1,000, sow it as only the Holy Spirit leads you. We don't solicit people for money, but we give people an opportunity to allow the Lord to speak to them and for them to bless because it's more blessed to give than to receive. And these particular offerings and gifts will be used solely and particularly for the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ to continue to be spread throughout this earth. A way of escape ministry is global. And so uh, because of digital radio and we give praise to the God, the father, 
God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the entire Trinity. Look here, may God bless you. May God keep you. Go in peace. Share this particular podcast as we share it with you so that the word of the Lord will continue to build up the people of God and that we will be emptied of ourselves and filled with the precious oil of the Holy Spirit and that the world will be able to see that Jesus is alive and well. May God bless you. May God keep you in everything you do. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.